0: We could see and understand some of the riches we have in our God if we turn to Holy Scripture. As God reveals Himself to us, the text for the short message this morning is Psalm 22. We're going to read that all together. Psalm 22. The title of this is, To the Choir Master According to the Doe of the Dawn, a Psalm of David. If you'd like to read along, you can find page, or Psalm 22 on page 457 in the Bible in the pew in front of you. Hear the word of the Lord. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? In the words of my groaning. O oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. And you, our fathers trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the womb. You made me trust you at my mother's breasts. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my mouth sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me, a company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when our Lord Jesus was on the cross, we read in Matthew that he cried out the first verse of Psalm 22. He cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was quoting this psalm while experiencing exactly the forsakenness that is described in the first few verses of this psalm, you can look at it, you can see, though he groaned and cried out like we see in verse 1, there was no answer in day or night. God was silent. It's in verse 2. And then in verse 3, you could see the reason that our Lord Jesus was on the cross, it was because God is, is holy. Christ, his son, was forsaken because he had entered the womb. As we read also verses 9 to 11, he had entered the womb so that he could take on human nature, so that he could bear God's wrath against our sin. And this wrath included that utter forsakenness that none of the generation of God's covenant people had ever experienced on the earth before the Lord Jesus or the psalm even points to it in verses 4 to 6 the comparison. Our fathers cried out and, and you delivered them. You heard them. But I am a worm and not a man. And then we see it. Although David and other Christians may have suffered the hands of their enemies around them as this is described in Psalm 22, no one could ever say that God forsook them when they prayed to him as, their only, as his only son. And then a closer look shows us that Psalm 22 includes many other prophetic statements about the unique suffering that our Lord Jesus Christ endured on the cross. We can learn about his suffering by reading this psalm. You could see that with the reference to the bulls and the dogs or gentiles who were standing around the cross, who were taunting our Lord Jesus Christ because God wasn't saving him. He, he wasn't saving himself. Those men who were encompassing him, who were desiring his death like a lion might desire his hands and feet, and refers to that his hands being pierced. You can see also in this psalm the physical stress of hanging on a cross that our Lord Jesus suffered. Having his arms tied to a cross puts his bones out of joint, causes immense pressure on a a human heart to, to hang like that, made his mouth so dry, he cried out, he said he thirsted. Psalm 22 also describes the circumstances around this physical suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ when we we read that they were dividing his garments. The soldiers were dividing up his garments there beside the cross, leaving him naked, hanging there, all his bones were visible, they could be counted, they were exposed to the onlookers in a shame. Psalm 22 prophesies the horrible suffering of our Lord Jesus Christ, horrible suffering that we deserve for our sins against the most high majesty and holiness of God. What a blessing that our Lord Jesus could also know the second part of the psalm as it begins in in verse 22, the end of verse 21. Even as he, he prayed to his father, from the cross, he still looked up to his, his father in that intense moment of wrath and suffering. He could know that God would hear him. He could know that God would reward him for his righteousness and allow the people of God to share in that righteousness. It comes right out in, in the psalm. Knowing the prophetic words of Psalm 22, our, our Lord Jesus could be certain that God would deliver him from death, that that passing through death he would again be alive to tell the name of Jesus Christ to his brothers, to the congregation, and to even exhort them all to fear the Lord, to stand in awe of God, to praise him. The Lord Almighty certainly Here's our prayers, verses 24 to to 26. He is ever praised in the congregation. For whoever seeks him shall praise the Lord. And then we see it after our Father in heaven, after the Almighty Holy God crushed his own son on the cross in order to satisfy his justice and punish the sins that we committed against his majesty he also de- declared his sovereign purpose by declaring to the church, to declaring to you, that Jesus Christ's death on the cross has benefits for your life. You may celebrate the results of Christ's crucifixion. Peace with God. Peace with our neighbor. There's no more, there are no more debts that we need to pray, pay. We can know we can be gathered here today. We can know that we will never be punished again for those sins that Jesus Christ bore for us there on the cross, as it's described in Psalm 22. Never again will an afflicted child of God discover that God is not Hearing, verse 24, mentions that. For Christ Jesus has already paid for every one of our sins. And Hebrews points it out. It says, God does not punish the same sin a second time. And so as you partake in the, the death and, and the benefits of Christ's death by participating in the Lord's Supper, you can know that your Heavenly Father sees you as blameless and as innocent as pure in his sight as a as a part of his kingdom psalm 22 verses 27 to 28 makes it clear that what this kingdom will look like it uses even the special word families you see the word families that that reminds you of that special promise in genesis 12 verse verse 3 where where the the Lord promises that all the nations of the earth, all the families of the earth will be blessed through God's work. The people of Israel, the children of Abraham, it's by the grace of God and the proclamation of Jesus' name until he comes again that we too are brought in to worship him. That Ryan is coming today to stand before us, to publicly profess his faith. It's the fruit of the work of our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross because he declared his name, the name of God, to the congregation. Ryan, too, believes that although he deserves that that anger that God, that Christ bore on the cross, God brought him into a kingdom where the Lord is king, where God's son is worshipped, not only here in Emmanuel, but, but by all his people all over, the, all, over, all over the world. And as we think about that proclamation going from, from one generation to the next, it shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. We, we can also understand why Ryan's parents are here today. They told the Lord to the next generation. And so we celebrate together one generation to the next with our eyes on that cross, empty, because Christ conquered death. We look at that and we pray together with joy the last words of the Psalm 22. He has done it. Our Lord Jesus said it. He said, it is finished. There's nothing left for us to do to, to try to gain our salvation. And whoever believes in him, whoever professes their faith in him, may also celebrate their union and their fellowship with Christ in his death, but also in his resurrection. And so, Ryan, as you profess your faith, you may join your heart, your mind, your body to the multitude of fellow believers who proclaim the Lord's death until he comes, until he comes, who recount his mercies to the next generation, and who know without a doubt that their sins are paid for by Jesus Christ, who was forsaken by his own father when he was crucified on Golgotha, so that we might celebrate the results of his crucifixion. What a reason for joy. Amen.